This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Welcome back to the Close Show podcast. I'm Chloe Branch. I'm your host. Uh, you know, I'm really sorry that we took about, what was it, a month max off? Yeah, about a month. About a month. You know, I was on my journey uh, sober uh, again. Um, Except for I had a recent little stint with the mushrooms, but I'm going to tell you it pretty much changed my life. and yeah. I see everything differently now. That's good. Mushrooms are good for you. Mushrooms are dope. Yeah. You know, I didn't even eat that much, but I ate them on tuna tartare, and I think that's a real game changer for me. So um, I don't know if I just have more iron in my system now, or I'm a fucking, I'm on my journey. Because I had a boyfriend who broke up with me because he took acid and he told me when he was tripping on acid that he realized he was on his journey and I was not on it with him. So um, that's how we broke up. But uh, I went on two dates with a guy. He told me on the third date he's not going to marry me. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to trap him. But um, yeah, welcome back to the Close Show podcast. 2020, let's fucking roll. We got a great guest here. She's in town from LA. Everybody, Vanessa Johnson. What's up, guys? Hello, thank you for having me. Oh my God, thank you for doing it. I'm so excited to do mushrooms. I just started growing mushrooms. I know um, you were saying that. Like a couple of months, well, six months ago, I did them for the first time. I was super nervous to do them because yeah. my mom my mom has schizophrenia, oh God. Uh, bipolar disorder. So she was locked up in a mental ward most of my life. And so... I was super trepidatious to do any sort of psychedelics yeah. and um, mushrooms. I finally bit the bullet. I got out of, so basically schizophrenia, most mental health disorders develop between the ages of 19 and 27. Yeah. Um, my my mom did acid when she was around like 19 and that's when it sparked her no way. schizophrenia. So I was, I was like, all right, I'm not going to do any sort of psychedelics before 25, 27. And I recently turned 28 and I was like, all right, I'm in the safe space and did mushrooms and it was amazing it was so cool wow yeah it was really dope and i started growing them but that... i don't sell them i just grow them for fun oh well yeah. could i get some in yeah. la yeah okay cool um that's really interesting yeah i do know about like that and that did you ever go visit her uh what in the mental ward yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she would so basically every year she would usually get she would usually get arrested like twice a year so arrested yeah or like just she either she would get arrested or we would call the police um sometimes she'd be like going a hunt she would just run away from the police like yeah, yeah. she would see a cop and she would start going like 150 miles an hour and then they would pull her over when she was having psychosis <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah, so yeah. usually she spent about i would say out of the year she probably was in the ward maybe three to six months of the year wow but it was back and forth so she would come home for a couple months then she would gradually get bad mm -hmm. then then the cops would or we would put her in a hospital she'd be in the hospital for a couple weeks to a month and then she'd come back for a couple months and then back to the hospital and so it was like back and forth back and forth back and forth that's hard i yeah. mean was she uh did she do like the electric shock therapy stuff no i think that was more like in the 50s and like or the earlier is it now I they kind of like... do they do something like that so i had to go to a psych ward for eight days once and they did shock therapy on not you? on me on this other guy i had to go because like i'm really? i'm a really bad alcoholic whoops and uh genetics i think that's genetic right yeah so it happens when you grow up you know going to a country club uh, <laughs> uh, too much tennis. Um, but I, um, yeah, I was like on a long 
drinking bender and I was in and out of rehab for like a year and a half and I had run away. How old were you? This was like two, three years ago. Okay, so it was I like, recent. You're yeah, an adult. Pretty, pretty, I was an adult. Um, I had like run away from a rehab and uh, I went on this like long bender. How, do you, how did you escape from your rehab? What happened was I was already on probation. I went to this one Promises in Malibu. Loved mm-hmm. it. And it's shut down now. And they owe me so much money. Um, but I feel like I got made off. I'm going to be completely honest. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I started like dating a guy because it's like always chic to get a boyfriend in rehab. And uh, get a little, like he's in there for something fucked up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys just like have like angry like rehab sex. I don't even like know. Like depressed rehab sex. I yeah. feel like the five is really good sex. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't because he was on a lot of pills. So what happened was he had a drug dealer who uh, shamed him because they let us have our cell phones there. And the drug dealer was like, I can't pay for my kids camp because you're not buying my oxys anymore. You're my best client. And so he was like, I got to help out baby dog. So he hit up baby dog and baby dog threw like a bunch of drugs over the hedge. I talked about this on an episode before. And so he just started handing them out to everybody. In the rehab. In the rehab. So everyone's just on so much Xanax. I'm in like a full pajama set laying in a pool being like, I'm going to live forever. And uh, anyways, we all got caught eventually. Baby dogs kids are doing great in school. They're fucking killing it all. They're they are cum laude's. And yeah. And so like he got kicked out. I was like, I miss him so much. I knew him for like five days. And he got kicked out. And then I was on probation. They took us to a meeting and outside of the walls, of the re- outside the hedges. And um, I they took away my phone and my wallet. And at the meeting, I pretended to, I was like heavily being watched by like the staff. And I pretended to smoke a cigarette. And then I saw one of them start to follow me out. And I just ran. Mm. And I ran to Ralph's. I talked about this before, did I? I don't know about the Ralph's part. Okay, so I ran to Ralph's. Ralph's, you know that like grocery yeah, store? Yeah. And they they sell alcohol there, but I had no wallet or anything. I was dressed so slutty too. Because in rehab, you just got to dress like super slutty. And, Why? Why do you have to dress slutty? I don't know. Because like everyone just sits there and like puts on makeup. And like I just was like ordering shit nonstop from like Nasty Gal. Like the boys would order dry ice from Amazon and put it in the pool. <laughs> and like we'd play like we'd play like Calvin Harris and we'd be like woo detox and um yeah so I ran to Ralph's I stole a bottle of vodka and I, I drank it in a skate park solo and uh then I went back to the to the to the AA meeting and I was like I'll show them who's boss now and I walked in and it's like an alumni meeting so it's like a hundred people and there's like it's like a lot of like kind of funny like D-list celebs in there I think because it's yeah. like this bougie Malibu place and uh I like roll into the meeting and I'm just like shit-faced holding the vodka and I was just like fuck you <laughs> fuck you <laughs> all you fucking assholes with all your sobriety I'm drunk. And then they uh, called the ambulance. And I had to go to the ambulance. I had to go to the hospital. I woke up the next day in the hospital. And they're like, you can go. And I had nowhere to go. I didn't have a phone or anything. And the They let you out of rehab? Out of the hospital. Oh, the rehab oh, oh. sent me to the hospital. Okay. And then I woke up the next day. I was in UCLA, ER. And I... Uh, I didn't have anywhere to go and I was just like I need a it was like Thursday morning I was like I need a fucking drink dude like uh-huh. you know and so I walked across the street from the UCLA 
hospital. I was like wearing my hospital gown and like jorts. And I had like a choker on. So at this point, how long had you been sober before you relapsed? Two weeks. Because the D, so because the, I'm not super familiar with the chemistry of the brain yeah withdrawal from alcohol but i know that's very hard and it's very addictive and people mm-hmm. can die from yeah. alcohol withdrawal that's so, the only one you can die from like you can't die from heroin withdrawal you can only die from alcohol withdrawal so how many how long did it take for your brain because obviously you're you're in withdrawal at this standpoint so like how much time does it take for the brain to heal to get to a homostasis where you're no longer in need of alcohol to feel normal well what happens is when you first get, I think I was like three weeks sober because I had gone to Promises West LA first mm-hmm. and then I transferred because mm-hmm. um, I found heroin in my room Oh wow! and my roommate there was psycho. Oh. Um, and so I transferred to the other location and uh, yeah, so like when you first get to a rehab, they, they you go to detox and detox is like the most fun because when you're in detox, they just put you on so many pills. Oh. And, like, so you're just on, like, on tons of Ativan and, like, chilling. And you're in detox for, like, a week, and then you're better. But then, you're like, they titrate you off. So the pills help you help with withdrawal symptoms. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do. Like, so if you go to a detox, like, I ran away from a different rehab, and I had to go to a detox, and you only go for, like, seven days. Oh. They detox you. Like, detoxes don't last longer than that. But then I went, I was at the hospital, and I walked, I had nowhere to go. So I walked across the street, and it's the fraternity houses at UCLA. So I walked up to like one of the frat houses and I just knocked on the door and they let me in and I started drinking with the fraternity bros in the morning. <laughs> then, then I got like kicked out of, then I went back to the rehab, I got kicked out, flew back to New York, went to some other rehab in Connecticut, ran away from there, uh, you know, got into some trouble in the city. It was just like, wouldn't stop drinking. So I got sent to the psych ward and, uh, there was a guy there, back to the story, there was this guy there who was getting that tr- like sh- elect- that treatment on his brain. He said he would right. come in once a year to get it. Oh, well, that's a little bit different. What is that? So It's a long fucking story, um, sorry. That's not electric shock therapy. What is it? That is, I don't know the exact name of it, but I know some people who've done it. It's electromagnetic stimulus, I want to say, and it's basically like... Um, it's like a X-Men sort of hat thing and it's supposed to activate different parts of the brain. Um, like helps with like memory. Maybe they can do it for addiction, but it's, it's supposed to be, it's not painful. Electric shock therapy is really painful. Yeah. Back. So it used, people used to use it as a form of torture basically back in the, like the fifties and forties. And, um, have you ever seen the changeling with Angelina Jolie? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, so that's a great movie on the mental wards, specifically how they treated women. I think it was around in like the 50s and 60s. And one of the things they would do is electric shock therapy. And it was very painful. I mean, it was like being electrocuted on your body. And the thought was, I think that they would say like, do you want alcohol or do you want this? Or or they would ask people are mentally ill. And if some if a mentally ill person said the wrong thing, they would shock them, oh. and it would be like very like a dog like a dog collar, like it mm-hmm. was like very painful. Um, to like retrain your brain. 
Yeah. So like if you think these things, that's wrong. So you don't want yeah. to do it so you don't get punished again. That was the thought behind it. But the problem is, is if you have psychosis, that's like a chemical imbalance. You mm-hmm. can't you can't fix that with through pain. You know, mm-hmm. if anything, I think they showed some people actually they would amp the volts so high that it would actually fry the brain and then the person become basically a vegetable. It was very yeah. sad. Electric shock therapy, electric shock therapy, I'm pretty sure is illegal, illegal now. Yeah. It's like in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I haven't, I know of that movie. I haven't, I think oh, I've it's seen so it. Good. Yeah. My, the last company I worked at, my boss um, produced that movie. Oh, wow. But um, yeah, you should see it. But anyway, yeah. So this is interesting, the whole addiction thing, because I, my mom was, is definitely an addict. Yeah. And it was, it's sort of, and I think because I saw it, I always never, I never started it really because mm-hmm. I just was so conscious of the cycle. It feels like it's a constant cycle. Like she was smoking cigarettes and then she was drinking coffee. And then, and it's like, you're constantly, you're up and then you need to take something to go down and then you're too down and you take something to go yeah, up. And it's, it's exhausting. Like a constant cycle. I've gotten to a point now where I don't even eat chocolate because I, it has small amounts of caffeine and I don't like having to, I don't like the feeling of having to reach homostasis through substances. I totally agree with you. And that's what, that's a big problem I think with the mental health system is because when you go to these treatment centers and doctors, they just keep putting you on more and more medicine. Right. And so you don't know how to function without it. So like I get sober, but I'm so used to being on something for everything that you know, something to go to sleep, something to wake up, type of thing that, something for anxiety, that the type of thing, like, sometimes I feel like that's less sober than if I was just drinking. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's just me wanting to party. But, um. <laughs> have you ever tried, have you ever tried getting off of, I mean, I'm sure you tried a lot of things, but I've noticed, because I have, I have definitely, I think, a mild chemical imbalance. Yeah. Innately from, my mom's schizophrenic bipolar. My dad was manic depressive. Oh, boy. My, yeah, my dad committed suicide like a year ago. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I definitely chemically, like, can't be normal. So I take, I take mild supplements that are supposed to sort of help with serotonin and dopamine. Like herbal? Um, sort of. So I take something like 5-HTP. Have you ever done Molly? Yeah. I so you know what? When you do Molly, um, you also take 5-HTP the next day to replenish your serotonin. I just take more Molly. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you have, if you're just taking more Molly, you have serious serotonin depletion because yeah. how Molly works is it, it fires all your serotonin yeah. receptors at once and it floods the neurons. But then you have basically no serotonin. That's why the next day when you're coming down from Molly, you feel super depressed and oh, you just want to eat pasta. And so your your body is trying to replenish the nutrients to create serotonin. So 5-HTP, you can buy it at a grocery store. It's um it's the precursor to serotonin. It actually crosses the blood-brain barrier, which is awesome because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't have to really be digested by your liver. So you take 5-HTP and it immediately increases your serotonin naturally. Um, so if you ever do Molly, again, always take 5-HTP afterward. But so I take 5-HTP before I go to bed like every other night to help yeah. increase my serotonin a little bit. Then I take melatonin every night. I love that. It's like sort of like a sleep thing. But I've noticed that I've noticed that because they actually used to prescribe 5-HTP as an antidepressant mm-hmm. medi- like supplement before antidepressive medicine were a thing. Yeah, before big pharma got involved. Yeah, in, yeah. Now it's not really commonly prescribed. But have you ever tried? Like you should. I would recommend yeah. trying those things. Well, you know, I'm on antidepressants, obviously, Which and one? I'm on Zoloft. That's my sister's one. And mm-hmm. but um, when you take antidepressants, they block it. So if I used to be on antidepressants and I would try to take ecstasy and it just didn't work, yeah, because it blocks it. So I mean, <clears throat> are you on a consistent dose or do they? Uh, I'm, I'm on a like take like 50 milligrams every day. But then I, I also have epilepsy. 
So oh. I have to take other stuff. And that's like another reason why I'm not supposed to do drugs. Right. Because of my epilepsy. And that's why I ended up having to go to the psych ward because I kept having seizures and they needed to like uh, keep changing my meds. So they put me in crisis. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, it was the scariest place I've ever been in my life. Yeah, I got like an hour of material off of it, but... It was fucking so scary. The psych ward. Oh my scary. god! They put me in crisis, and it was like co-ed. And the guy next to me was this guy Richard, and he was a pedophile, but he only spoke Spanish, so he was just like hitting on babies. He's like niño, 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 <laughs> just hitting on babies with a Spanish accent. The baby's probably like, ooh, exotic. I will fuck him. <laughs> You know, he's, he's like, he doesn't have a white man, white van. He's got like an El Camino. Yeah. And they're all like, mm, Dora, Whoa. Dora. Yeah. But um, Dora the Explorer. They're like, don't day S.I. Mappo. Come take a nap in my van, baby. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, he was like a Spanish pedophile next to me. And then there was this other like tranny there who thought he was Rihanna and he would run around and then he would try to. I guess like apparently he had AIDS and he would try to bite people. Uh. So the alarm would go off and then they would like all run out and they'd like stab him with the, they hit him with like the tranquilizers and like Ooh. drag him out. And I was just like, well, this is normal. And, uh, uh, you know, and you know, it was funny because at that time I was most worried about this boy. I like thinking he wasn't, te- he couldn't get my text messages because <laughs> I didn't have a phone. That was like what I was like truly upset about. Do you get addicted to love? Oh, well? yeah. I'm a love addict, 100%. Yeah. I get told that. And like, I mean, I could commit to a rock. Have you gone, have you done <clears throat> Love Addicts Anonymous? Uh, Like SLAA. Yeah. I've been before, but it's <clears throat> way too spooky for me. It's like, I just like, I just, I I come from, I'm one of seven kids. So like, I didn't get enough attention, I think, You're growing like the up. middle. Yeah, so I just like, and I do stand up, so like I just like like constant validation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, say I like a boy and I don't think he likes me. If I go do a set and I do well, that is fulfilled because I got right. love from something else. Interesting. And it's like, you know, I don't want to offend any boy that I've ever been obsessed with, but it's not about you. <laughs> You're like it's about me. <laughs> it's it's about my dad. No, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Wow, you're perfect for this podcast. This is great. <laughs> I'm loving this. We spent New Year's Eve together. We did. We did. That was a doozy. One of the saddest New Year's Eves. I was, I was a little bit <laughs> bumped. Well, because I always feel like New Year's. I want to. Well, I would like to preface this with. I think that it ended up once we got to 2020. I feel like it wasn't a good a good place. You left early, and it got better. It, it got better. Um, I am very. I do have like weird, I'm a very pragmatic person, very logical. I'm not religious. I'm like a science atheist person, but I also believe in astrology Mm -hmm. and I'm like Scorpio season. And, and, uh, I, so I am sort of superstitious in, in that I'm, I am, it is important to me how I start my year. I feel like it sets up the rest of the year. And so last year I did a sold out show at the Hollywood Improv Yeah. 11.30, went on stage and murdered. And I was oh, like, this yeah. is going to be a great year. And I was like, that's how it started. On another note, when I got out of the club, my ex, my th- my boyfriend, we had been dating for three years, but we had broken up like 
eight months, six months prior, was kind of like stalking me and waited outside the improv for me to get out to convince me to get back together with him. And so we ended up just fighting for two hours. Um, So that was a little bit. So the first, my first two hours of 2019 were fighting with this person. Um, So maybe not so good, but I had a very good year last year. I had a very, very good, very good year in 2019. Well, aside from your dad. My dad committed suicide in 2018. So I feel like, I mean, it was, it weirdly was, I loved my father and he was, he kind of raised me in a weird way. His suicide was a relief because yeah. he had been, it was one of my first memories, him wanting to commit suicide. It's like, yeah, that he had been threatening he it. Was, he would live in fear yeah, of it, right? Yeah. Like he wrote me a suicide letter on oh, my birthday man. two years prior and I tried to fix it. I tried to bring him to hospitals, but he was a very, I loved him, but he was just, he refused to take medic. He never took medication. Yeah. He had depression. He was suicidal his whole life. Like, and he was a good person. It was sad. He was a good person underneath and I saw his pain and he was a good human, but he was broken by this mental illness that I think a lot of men feel like they don't need medication or they yeah. don't need help. And they think it's weak mm-hmm. to it's ego. If I were to part anything from this podcast, if you're a dude listening to this and you think you have even potential to have any sort of mental illness, like it's not weak to get help. Um, You know, I really wish my father would have put his pride aside and been like, I'm going to take medication because my sister was suicidal. She takes Zoloft and now she's great and she's super successful and happy. And I I think they probably have similar neurochemistry and yeah. so, but anyway, so yeah, so his, so his suicide weirdly was a relief because it was like, all right, well, this thing that's been in the, like a floating darkness, my whole life is finally over. Um, the only thing that sucks is that he never saw me perform live, but, um, whatever, you know, I did have fear. My, one of my goals was to reform, one of my comedy goals is perform Madison Square Garden. I always had this fear that he was going to commit suicide that day to like fuck it up he committed suicide actually the the day i i was showcasing at the laugh factory to get past in hollywood but i didn't know because they found his body two days later jesus yeah but he is weird like he how'd he a, do it he shot himself in the face yeah jesus yeah he really went for it huh yeah Whew. yeah that but he was he was like he put a blanket down in the car to i guess to try not to get too much blood in there but um <laughs> He was like, you know, it was sad. He made my, one of my, there's four siblings in my family. And my, all the same parents? Yeah. They're, okay. My parents are still married. Um, the second youngest, my dad had been making my brother for the last 10 years, I guess. Since my brother was like 10 years old, my father's been making him research how he should kill himself. So he would like give my little brother assignments like, hey, yeah. I want to kill myself. How should I kill myself? Go look it up. Uh, where should I kill myself? Where should I put my body? So my brother, since he was like 10, yeah, has had this burden. But we didn't know about that until, you know, recently. And um, he's a little fucked up. But yeah. the other three, like the other three, the three of the four are doing well. So I feel like that's like pretty good odds given the circumstances. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Only one is like a little weird. <laughs> I'm like, the other three are very doing very well. <laughs> what are, how old are your siblings? My, I'm, so I'm 28. My sister's 25. She's like a... So super, you're the oldest? The oldest, yeah. So you got like... You got a lot on your shoulders. The, yeah, I was like the parent. Yeah. I was the parent for sure. Dude. The parent. The, the... I mean, I got to tell you, like, just talking to you and getting to know you, like, you're very grounded and very stable, and it's, like, extremely impressive, I would say. Well, I think that when you grow up in those circumstances, I think when you grow up in chaos, you go one of two ways. Either you 
become the opposite of chaos. You become calm, centered. I, I get when things are chaotic, I usually become more calm and okay. less emotional as a defense mechanism. I used to actually have an issue with not having emotions. Like I was almost apathetic. Uh, of that. Or you become the opposite. You yeah. become chaos, right? Mm-hmm. That's like, me. Yeah, That's, you I become like, chaos. I'm, I, I thrive in chaos. It's where I feel the most comfortable. So if everything starts to go well, like with comedy you and, make chaos. and dating and everything, then I'm like, I need a drink so I can ruin Fuck everything. It up. So I feel more comfortable because I feel more comfortable being like, the piece of shit victim because mm. you know like i just i don't know why, why do you think that is i just always like deep down think i don't deserve like happiness and stuff and then, and then i also think that um uh when some things start to go go well i'm like it's gonna something bad's gonna happen so you almost make it mm-hmm. bad yeah it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah but um i've had that with guys sometimes where it's like i our relationship is great but then i think they're cheating on me and then you know, I'm like, I know they're cheating on me. And so I start doing things that eventually makes them cheat on me. Yeah, like what? <laughs> like I'll how, st- Okay, how to get a guy to cheat on you <laughs> with Vanessa Johnson. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Um, no, I think I, I'll start being like, you know, I'll get kind of weird and stalkery and, and I'll, you know, or I'll start kind of like when I feel like someone, when I feel like someone's hurting, about to hurt me, I'll hurt them first. It's you like, like a weird- cheat on them? Yes. Well, I won't cheat on them, but I'll like kind of like make them feel like I could to to create fear. Yeah. You know, and I so I'll be like, oh, I'm hanging out with, you know, some some friends and some of them are dudes. I'll do like little things to make them feel the fear, the pain that I'm feeling about them potentially cheating, which then eventually pushes them away. Yeah. I mean, it makes the guy I've had a lot of guys cry. I've had some relationships where the guy like, they don't cheat on me with a girl that's, like, it's not like she's, like, really, like, prettier or sexy or anything. It's just that she's just, like, a regular girl that makes them feel loved because I get so abusive that the guy, literally, he's like, I just wanted someone to tell me I was good at something Yeah. because I'm so mean. So I'm trying, my, I, the guy I'm dating now, I want to marry, so I'm trying to not, um, I almost did, I almost repeated that pattern a couple of days ago yeah i do um, that too i i'm i get like extremely emotionally abusive with guys and remember i was talking to you about that guy the other night and like uh things were going fine and i keep trying to ruin it and it wasn't really getting ruined it's just like a thing and then <clears throat> on purpose i just started like hitting on someone yeah in front of him exactly like hardcore mm-hmm. and it pissed him off. And then it was just like, he was like, no, we're done. We're like, I don't want to hang out with you. Like, and I was like, I backfired. Because yeah. with some people, it doesn't work when you try to like emotionally manipulate them. Yeah. Well, I mean, good guys, it shouldn't work. It should have the opposite effect. Yeah. And it was like, for me, it was like the first time I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is it. This is how we play, you know? Did that make you more attracted to him that it didn't work? Probably. It made me... um just uh, kind of feel like a piece of shit mm. in, a, in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It made me realize, like, I'm just trying to ruin something. You know, it's really interesting. My uh, So my, my boyfriend now, um, when we first – we've been together for three months. 
but it's moved very, very fast because it's we are long distance, so we talk so much. Yeah. And then we spend weekends together. So it's like we live together on the weekends, and then we talk all during the week. Like, we, do you, how often do you talk all day? Like an hour, two hours a day on FaceTime. And then you text all day too? Yeah. Oh, my and God. And then on the weekends, we see each other. So I built – because I a lot of times in relationships, I, it's just sexual for me. Yeah. And because well, I'm really – Because I'm busy. I'm just like, no, I'm busy. I'm like, I'm fucking working. I'm a workaholic. So it's like a lot of guys, it's like, I don't really talk. We kind of just have sex. I don't really build that. Yeah. It's hard for me to build that other side. And, um, and I've had like, I've had guys complain to me that I, that I dated. They're like, how come we don't ever hang out or go outside? (laughs) I'm like, I'm busy. (laughs) Like, how come we never see each other in the daylight? I'm like, uh, um, so we built up this relationship really quickly. So anyway, so I started falling in love with him after, I mean, really, really soon. And I felt annoyed because I don't like, I've never said it first. I've never said I love you first. And that's a control thing, right? I think you and I probably have similar things about control. And so I was like, I'm not going to say it first. I'm not going to say I love you first. But I it felt it so much. I, I, I was like, I have to somehow say it somehow. Because I felt like I wasn't living my truth. Because I'm yeah. just like holding it in. And comics, yeah. as comics, we don't know hold things. It's like so hard to it's hold so things unnatural. in. It's so unnatural. Yeah, because you're just used to being like verbally vomiting all the time. And so... Um, so I told him, I was like, we were hanging out and I was like, I'm, I'm falling in love with you. Or I was like, I was like, I just don't really want to say it because I don't know what you think about it. And like, but I was like, I'm falling in love with you. And, you know, it's kind of weird. And and he says to me, he looks at me, he's like, you don't love me because love has no ego. Oh, that's what he said to me. That's beautiful. He's like, you don't love me because love has no ego. Wow. Whoa. Do you think like. I try to think of, I was thinking about this today, like what is the difference between living your truth and I had to push it. Like to just be like, hey, I really like you. What's the, like, cause you know how people say like, all girls are, people are always like, you need to wait, like take it slow, mm-hmm. like let it develop, blah, blah, blah. But like, when you want to say something, do you think there's a benefit of just saying it? Or do you think there's a benefit of keeping it like to yourself for a while? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I think that it's difficult because when I got out of my three-year relationship, I was in a place where I had this hole that I was trying to fill. So I was at, if I said what I, I was, I could be like, let's be in a relationship right now with some random person. Or yeah. I'd be like, I was at, I was still in girlfriend mode. So my natural tendencies was as a girlfriend, but these are people I just met. So if yeah. I, if I trusted my tendencies, they were wrong in those circumstances. I think what's important is get to a place where you heal yourself. What I did differently out of my last relationship, which I thought was really helpful is that I, because I think that what you do with alcohol, I kind of do with love and sex. Yeah. I've never been to slaw. I've had friends, I've comic friends who have tried to convince me to go. <laughs> um, but I'm like, no. Uh, I, a lot of times when I broke up with someone or we broke up for some reason or I felt like they hurt me, the next day or that same night I would hook up with someone else to like fill that hole. And yeah. it was like me getting my power back. And, and then I would feel better, but then you feel worse at the same time. Yeah. So, when my ex and I broke up, my three year run, I was like, all right, I'm not gonna hook up with anybody. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do anything to fill this hole. I'm just gonna let it sit in it. I'm just gonna let it heal, because it's like it's like a wound. Anything, right? If you have a if you have a hole in your skin, 
and you keep trying to fill it up if you put juice or you put glue or whatever you're putting stuff yeah, in yeah, it yeah. it can't heal it still stays a hole uh-huh. you have to like let it just close up over time which is very difficult and it's hard and I, so for a month i was like i'm not gonna have sex with anyone i'm not gonna do anything to fill it it's haunted don't worry about okay. it is it haunted it's your ex <laughs> well he's still alive but um yeah, so I was mine's like, not <laughs> I was heroin like, oh <laughs> no, he's alive i think yeah so i so anyway so hopefully he's still alive and hopefully that's not him um but yeah so basically <laughs> i was like okay um so so yeah so i was like i'm not gonna hook up with anyone i'm not gonna do anything i'm just gonna live with this and it was honestly one of the most uncomfortable things i've ever done it was so difficult Oh, that's what I have to do. And yeah, I, I totally you, feel that because I am at a place like exactly what you're saying is I can't tell if I like someone or it's just my love addiction acting. Yeah. Up, you know, and it's so hard. But it's also like my biggest trigger is when someone says no to me. Yeah. Or be you patient. Feel, because you feel rejected. It, that, I'm just like because I'm an addict. So I'm like, no, you don't say no to me. Like I get what I want and I get it now, you mm-hmm. know. And like, oh, you just said that you hurt me. I'm going to fucking ruin you. Right, but yeah. they're like, you can't ruin me. We're not even dating. <laughs> but um, it's just like, I just really wish I could be more patient, and like, I need to so I can stay sober. Like, I want to get ninety days sober before I start dating. But like, ugh, it's just so hard. It's hard. It's really hard to. I live in so much fear. I'm just like, but then after ninety days, like you know maybe someone i like is not gonna like me anymore or they're gonna move on or i'm gonna miss my window or this other person that i like is not i'm not gonna be able to date them because i'm gonna say no to a new person and like you know it's just like how my brain works but then at the end at the same time i know for a fact i'm like if i dated someone right now it would be a terrible match for me because like sick attracts sick like i'm not well yeah, it's you know? good though that you're conscious of that. I'm I think so. It's like I'm extreme. Like all therapists, they always tell me they're like, you are self aware to like a fault. Yeah, you know, it's because you're a comic. Yeah, comics are super self aware for the most part. Have you ever dated a comic? Yeah, I've dated a couple. How'd that go? Um, it's good. I I feel like I've dated a couple comics. And every male comic is great at sex for the most part. Yeah, I've never had a bad dick. They all have big dicks for some reason I feel wow like, yeah every male comic i've had sex with has like a, a way bigger than average dick i think maybe that's why they do comedy like they have big dick energy or something yeah but they're also uh, broken in the head <laughs> well i dated successful ones but um I've, I've hooked up a couple non-successful but for the most part they're uh successful and um so i liked it you know i think that there was there's something interesting when you date someone who does the same thing as you it's nice probably yeah there it's cute you're on the same schedule yeah you're on the same schedule you know you do shows uh i dated a comic for six months this year earlier the top of this year and you know i would do jokes about him and he would do jokes about me and it was like it was a competition who had funnier jokes about each other and there was that sort of banter that I liked. Did um, everybody know you guys were dating? Yeah. So yeah. it was like a public. Like. We, we, it wasn't a publicly announced. Well, he's a vegan. So I, if you, I don't know if you saw my. Yeah. Yeah. You talk but, all about vegan shit. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he, that bit's based on him. And um, so he was like, we can't be publicly. Is it Matt Rife? No, it wasn't. It was Preacher Lawson. Oh, I don't know who that is. He's a, he's a. He's a really great comic. Because Matt funny. Wright did the podcast. You're not a vegan, are you? Mm-mm. Okay, because he Matt, was talking. Is Matt a vegan? No, but he kept talking about how he was dating a vegan. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Yeah, never did in my life. Matt Rife's very beautiful. Good looking guy. Very good looking. Um, You talk to him for a whole hour? Yeah. I don't think I could do that. How long do we talk to Matt Rife for? I mean, his, Probably he's an like, hour. he's like enchanting. He's a very distracting person. Like, he's so beautiful. Yeah, he's but the few- thing was, I had had this guy on the podcast. I did two in a row and I had this like other like male model on uh-huh. right before Matt that oh. I had a huge crush on and then Matt came on and like I just really wasn't giving Matt that much attention because I was like I was like oh my god the other guy was so hot I was like I was like Matt do you think he liked me and Matt was like what the fuck <laughs> he probably he probably liked that yeah I think it pissed him off He's but um like, wait a second uh since then he unfollowed me on Instagram really Matt Rife what the fuck <laughs> really <laughs> yeah Oh my god! Hilarious, but um, yeah, I don't know. Was it is it hard now that you guys broke up? How did how did it end? Was it we're, bad? Um, we preacher and I were cool. We were cool. It wasn't like um, we kind of just we didn't we never were in we were in like a weird we like we're, we didn't want to be an exclusive relationship, but then like it kind of wasn't exclu- it was like a weirdness, and so. We didn't really, like, have, like, a breakup, per se. It was more like I just started dating my boyfriend now, and then I was – and then he called me one day, and he was like, can I – and I was like, I have a a boyfriend, actually, like, a real – A real real boyfriend. boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah. Civilian. Yeah, and we're cool, you know? It's not like – there's no weirdness. Yeah. So it just kind of faded. But there's some some comics that I dated that we had really bad breakups, and it was a bit weird, and it's definitely kind of uncomfortable – my relate my three year relationship that I got out of was this. He was he worked in comedy. He wasn't a stand up, but he's a booker and, um, and so that was probably bad because it was interesting because like when we dated, he was a, this like big booker and I, I really really liked him and and I did when I kind of was new to comedy. So and he was booking like really big shows, the store and the improv. Yeah. And, so I wasn't even I couldn't even been on the shows at the time, but I just told him I was like I just I told him right up top I was like don't ever book me on a show because I don't want anyone to ever think yep. that I'm with you for that reason, and but at the same time I would help him like he wanted to be a movie producer and I was working in film and television producing so I got him a big producing job at wow. my company that he was completely unqualified for and. Um, <laughs> making five thousand dollars a week and uh wow. you're great yeah <laughs> you like vanessa i was like I was, tori was like you guys are gonna get along this is great right. yeah yeah so i don't know so i did a lot of things for him and told him i was like you know but then and it's funny because then we break up it's and such like a shitty it's such a sexist thing because we broke up and then i've heard people say oh well vanessa all of her success is only because she dated so and so that's how she became successful. And I'm like, I he didn't book me he booked me on a show once. Yeah. At, after we broke up. And I did all these things for him and it's such like a sexism. Oh, the woman even when a woman is like, I don't want to benefit from my relationship, everyone still assumes you do. Of course. I I get nervous about if I were to date a male comic that like I'm so not my like stand up is like you've seen me do stand up, like I I, I I'm not developed yet. Like, I'm still really trying to find my voice. It's, like, kind of all over the place, like, very psychotic. (laughs) And, like, I just worry that if I started dating someone that I was on the scene with, I would start getting Mm self-conscious about my comedy and kind of stop pushing it. Mm. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, that never happened to me. Yeah. But I could see why that could happen to someone. I think that if you're dating a comic, if they're a good comic and they're funny, right, and they're not threatened by you, that they will not take it personally and they'll encourage you to be funny and you know I could see how you know one thing that was annoying when I was dating in this in the you know the workplace is that <laughs> the workplace I, I would sexual harassment in the <laughs> yeah, workplace yeah, yeah exactly um is that I noticed that sometimes I would talk about things and then people would go back to that comic and be like oh you did this you did this thing with Vanessa or like I uh one I posted something on my Instagram that I posted this like really cute photo and I was like trying to figure out how long I should wait to text a guy after I pooped on his dick during anal <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the comic I was it's a good question for our listeners what what did you decide what did you get I mean, back your just, feedback I mean we you know it was fine to right away. <laughs> but it's a funny quote it was like a funny thing a funny caption and so um and so, you know, but then that got back to the comic, like, bro, did Vanessa shit on your dick? And like, you know, all this. <laughs> One time it was funny. I, I was in his bed and I was posting this, this photo at the Hollywood Improv of me on stage. And I was like, I don't know what to caption this. And then he just grabbed my phone and he wrote, he doesn't even know I'm cheating on him. <laughs> like he wrote that as the caption. Yeah. And it was funny. And I posted it. And it's like, so it's like he, you know, it's, I, I do like it, but there are, there is sort of an annoyance where you're like, oh, I talk about things and then people try to fact check it. Like my ex, the three-year one, he cheated on me. I think he cheated on me. He believes he doesn't cheat on He didn't cheat on me. He believes he did not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's up for debate. All right, so. Really? Do you think that, I feel like cheating is just more linear than that. I don't know. I mean, he says that they were just friends, but then I go, I found her Instagram. Ugh, and, I hate Instagram. Yeah, I found Imagine. her Instagram and saw all these photos of them together <gasps> on vacations. Ugh, it wasn't even him just liking everything. No, yeah, it was like him in the photo on like they were on vacations where he told me he was going with his guy friends or just told me he was going with his guy friend. I was like with this girl. And then they were at bars together. Um, I'm pretty sure when I was on vacation, he used my car to take this person out because I found like girl stuff in my car that I was like, why is this in my car? Is she homeless? <laughs> no, but they met in the, he plays Pokemon Go a lot and they met in the Pokemon Go team. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah so. that's right. He got to catch them all. <laughs> yeah, bro. I was livid. And He's so, going to make her pick a Pikachu. <laughs> so I was just like, so anyway, so I went on stage. I, that's funny. Like, they, it's a funny premise. Like, Hilarious. oh, my dude cheated on me with his Pokemon Go fucking teammate. Yeah. And, he, and one, it's funny that two, three years after made, it came out, he was playing think, Pokemon Go. Do you think he made her squirt, squirt, squirt all? <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> That's a really good tag. I think we got our clip for this episode. <laughs> I might I might steal that Go tag. for it. Um, all you, all you. But so, anyway, so I went on stage and I was talking about this because this was my truth at the time. And then comics went out to, you know, oh, you know, to my ex. Vanessa said that you cheated on her and like that you're broke and all this stuff. And, <laughs> and then my Maybe ex. Maybe if he sold his fucking hologram Charizard, he'd have enough money to take you on a fucking date. <laughs> 
world. <laughs> so yeah, so you so then he got mad at me. I, I heard you're spreading lies. And I was like, not they're my truth, dude. Whether you think that you're just friends, I was like, to me, you guys, it's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, it's weird that she has more photos of you on her Instagram than I do. But whatever. So so there that's annoying. If I if it was if I was dating a non-comic, then I could have just said that and not been trying people weren't trying to fact check me. Yeah. Because it was it wasn't trying to hurt their ego. So there is that, you know fucking assholes man it's a hard decision i would say if you can do not date in the workplace uh, that's mean, my advice i you know i don't think i will even though i seem to be trying have you never done it uh-uh. i would do it once except for the experience but well you you know you, you, you know yeah what's going i know who on. you're i know who you're am i um being crazy you think with it no i don't think you so. read all our texts i thought on new year's eve you left to go see him mm-hmm I was hoping that you were. Really? Oh my yeah, because you, you just so left. Much. You're like, I gotta go. At like 12.30, you're like, I gotta go now. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I hope it's for dick. Because <laughs> that party was actually really fun. Dude, Petey is so funny. Do you meet Petey Dabro? Uh-uh. He's my favorite. He's literally so funny. Um, That was his party, but... um. Yeah. It was really fun. 2020, 2019, end of 2019 was a little bit weird. We were like these, you know, at some spots and it was, there was like no really fireworks. I FaceTimed my boyfriend because he, you know, said he wanted to see we me. We saw fireworks, okay? Yeah, then we saw fireworks we in 2020. Saw, yeah. That's what I'm saying. After 2020, <laughs> watch around, we went to the party. I feel like everything's been going pretty well. So, um, yeah. Are you excited to get back to LA? I'm excited. When I land, I land in Vegas, which is where my boyfriend lives. Oh, that's so, I'm, so fun. I'm excited to see him. Um, I want to talk to you about. <clears throat> astrology yeah i know nothing you don't know anything not really one of my f- best friends is like obsessed with astrology and she's always like every time i relapse she's like it was a full moon and i'm like okay. and then like <laughs> if i ever like do something right. wrong i'm like sorry i cheated on you <laughs> you know my venus is in mars or whatever it is and <laughs> my, um, my i worked at imagine entertainment which is this, like a big you know really bougie production company is that the one that the thing is the lamp um it's the water drop that's pixar oh um this is the water drop that goes in it's like imagine they did they did a yeah, beautiful yeah, 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 beautiful yeah, yeah, mind yeah. and grinch and a bunch of stuff i got it i got it so my boss when things were getting weird i was like bro mercury's in retrograde but i was working for like a 75 year old jew like <laughs> like a white dude <laughs> jew from new york like, he was just like uh like he doesn't know anything about this you know and um and and so I always was almost fired during Mercury retrograde, always <laughs> on a clockwork. And so like before, right, a couple of days before Mercury retrograde, I'm like, I was like, Michael, Mercury's always going to retrograde. So things might get weird. Um, so, you know, I'm just saying, you know, it's going to get uh, like, I weird. Well, I, I can't, I don't remember. I'm entering my Saturn return. Okay. Oh, I don't really know much about, I don't know yeah, about don't know like, those little things. But like. I don't know. I, it was really insane. My, there's this girl who's an astrologer who's a comedian, and uh, she actually used to be a research scientist for Columbia mm-hmm. University, and she like just moved and like went to India and studied at all these ashrams, and now she's an astrologer, and she's really talented. And my friend says she's psychic, too. Um, and she gave me a reading, and she gave me a reading in, like, uh, I can't even remember, maybe, like, May? Mm-hmm. And she was like, you're going to, like, relapse a couple more times. But, like, I kept being like, when am I going to get a boyfriend? And she was like, she's like, you're not. She's like, you're not going to meet someone until December 2019. And it's going to be someone you never think you would ever want to date. And then in, like, 2020, 
you're not going to think they like you and then you're going to start dating them. And I was mm. like, what? Oh, is it the person we think? We don't know. I don't. Well, here's the thing. I, but, I, I don't. But I thought you said that like, do you really believe that you can only date people if the signs are compatible? Yeah, you really do? I do. I fucking hate that, dude. I really do. I, I don't. I don't look at astrology to find like destiny. But what about like, what's going to happen tomorrow? Doesn't it matter? Like my friend Sarah was telling me, yeah, it does. It say this person's a Scorpio and a Capricorn or whatever. It also is a big deal, like where their, their moon, moon is. Yeah. And so it's not just exactly based on your sun sign. But your sun should be compatible. Like your sun. So here's the thing. Your sun should be compatible. That's the first thing, right? And then there's second and third things that should be compatible. So like for you, you're Pisces, right? So your matches are Cancer and Scorpio. So you I should love Scorpios. So you should only date Cancers and Scorpios. I don't want to date a Cancer. They're way fucked. Pisces girl, the best match for you. Well, they're both good for you. Anyway, so then you look at like that should be your son, right? So <clears throat> if you're Schultz, Scorpio, <laughs> <laughs> he's very funny. <laughs> um, uh so i don't i was cut that in post that was fucking <laughs> creepy i i don't know his birthday <laughs> <laughs> i know that he's a scorpio because i i'm aware of all the other because i'm a scorpio I said happy birthday to him on his birthday oh yeah i'm aware of all the scorpio comics there's not a lot really and it's like me, me and your boyfriend have the same birthday right yeah you guys are both pisces which is my match see i love scorpios because i'm really jealous of scorpios because i like I'm a Scorpio rising, and it's my favorite thing ever. I actually saw today on Instagram someone had a, a leather jacket on the back and studs that said Scorpio rising. Really? And I was like, I fucking need that. That's awesome. Um, you should get it. Right? Yeah. But because because like I'm like obsessed with being a Scorpio because I feel like Scorpios are so badass. Yeah. And like psycho and like cool and I'm just like Ugh. And, and then Pisces I'm just like I'm just like a fucking puppy in a shelter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. I think that's what so I mean, I'm super attracted to Pisces because I I think that I am very like kind of I'm very protective. I can be very mean and like you said, like psycho and emotionally cut off and this and that. But like Pisces are I feel like I don't feel threatened by them for some reason. Yeah. So it doesn't you know you're like, uh, you're so fucked right now. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't feel threatened by Pisces. And so it and my guard comes down and yeah. then I become protective and it's like I use my powers for good for the most part instead of like hurting people um so I, I'm so I I made that choice because I know that Pisces is my best match like the best match for a Scorpio woman is a Pisces guy so what about a Pisces woman is a Scorpio man I think the best match for you is a cancer guy I don't want a cancer well I mean you know Maybe. <laughs> I don't I want, want a cancer. I don't want to do the cancer. <laughs> I just want Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> no, it's funny. The last three guys I've liked and then my older sister are all Sagittarius. Yeah, no, that's a bad and, match for you. And it's it's funny because I'm like the most sensitive person in the world and they are the most detached, honest like, people. Yeah. Like my sister will be like, I'll be like, I can't stop drinking. And she's like, just fucking stop. She's like, everybody's sick of your shit. Yeah, they, like, they don't really have empathy, right? It's not like emotional. It's more like heady. Well, but so, great sex. Yeah, I haven't had sex with a lot of Sages, but my, so my thing is Leo's. Like, so how you're attracted to Sages. Oh, Leo's fuck up my life. Yeah. They I've, come in I've and they had, just fuck up my yeah, life. That's been my, I've dated a Hopper's couple of Hopper's a Leo. Shout out, Hoppy. <laughs> Fire and water signs are so, it's like instant dated, attraction, but they exhaust us. After I dated a while. an Aries, that's a fire sign, yeah. and it was fucking. We were obsessed Great with sex, each other, but it wears right water. Top, it wears like, you down over it time. It was like 
I guess they say like my water would put out his fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you guys wear each other down it over was, time. He's the fucking nerd who took acid. I was like, I'm on my journey. And I was like, no, you're gay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rainbow flag. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Wave your freak flag. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. You get a little cancer. Go on Bumble. This is why I did. That's I how- just got to get some birth times. This is how I found my, this is, how, <laughs> this is how I found my boyfriend. I went on Bumble. I'm kicked off Bumble. Can you get back on? I got back on, but I've been having the 10-year-olds like babysit run my account. So you can – Bumble is the only dating app where you can search based on signs. What? Yeah. I so just, you I go to advanced cancer. Well, it's just – I would I just put a it Sagittarian. <laughs> I mean, that's such a bad match, bro. <laughs> I want it. You're going to be fucked up. But what if I was Scorpio rising? That's not – Sages are not a good match for any water sign. Who are they a match for? Fire signs. Leos um, and Aries. I could do that. I could be a Leo. You're going to be a Leo I'm for I'm going to be a fucking Leo, dude. <laughs> You're going to be a Leo for your Sagittarius? I'm going to be a Leo. Hey, I'm an Earth sign I'm going to get back in my mom's vagina, and then I'm going to come out with Leo's due, okay? Mom, we're getting a C-section <laughs> in August. <laughs> wow. All right. I yeah, give up. dude. Just I give go. Up. I, I mean, really, I'm like... Die. You need to find a little go on Bumble. Put it. it on the put it on Cancer and Scorpio. I don't want to. And then, you know, find the ones that like that you like on there. Should I start crying? I've been working on it. You've been working on your crying show? Let's yeah, go. Okay. <laughs> I wanna date a cancer. I wanna date Sagittarius. You need more like <laughs> <laughs> you I came. Okay, we're killing it. Should we um, just like have a cry off? Yeah. Are you our a make good actress? At- um, I sometimes. What do you mean? Oh, like only if like someone asks you if you cheated on them and you're like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? My name's Billy. Um, <clears throat> like, I am like a terrible liar. Yeah, I'm not a great liar. The only liar. thing I, I gotta say one thing. I spent a lot of my years blacked out and. uh that made me a good liar, but not on purpose, because someone would be like, where were you? You're like, I don't know. You're like, I was like, I don't know. I have no like, idea. They're like, who, did you drink a bottle of blue cheese dressing? Oh, Hi, Tori. Tori. Tor-tor. We got a friend, Tori Piskin, in the room. Tori, get in here. We're going to pray with her to end the podcast. Oh. A little prayer. <laughs> so Tori's back. Uh, you guys probably re- remember Tori. Uh, we're both still single. Um. I've been trying to fake cry because I want to date a Sagittarius, but I have to date a fucking cancer. Should I come in with the mic? Get in here. Get, get a chair. The last time we, I was here, you tried making me spell Samsung. <laughs> <laughs> Tori is. Uh, she told Tori told me I'm a bully to the retards. Tori, get hey. a chair and stop being. You're embar- <laughs> you're embarrassing <laughs> me. Your fucking coffee's in the way. It's empty. <laughs> Come into my podcast and embarrass me. Uh, <laughs> this is a Hold very on. serious thing. Hold this. Hey, look, I'm gonna do heroin. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I was just trying to thirst. That was a thirst trap for my ex boyfriend. He's addicted to heroin. <laughs> thirst uh, trap. Just do it over your vagina. <laughs> yeah. You're like, so, Tori, how what? are you? How is the doctor? Do you got AIDS? 
I'm clean. What do you know? You she told me. Boring. She, she the blood test? <laughs> no, she wouldn't. She's like, you're fine. Wait, she's Russian. She's like, you're fine. Just a, just a sniff test? No. Nope. Yeah. She's like, you good. She, she looked at my like, ovaries. She's she like, said they're also, good. you want to wax? <laughs> Wait, so Tori, that's not what? how it works. I spent a lot of time at City MD, and I get the Yeah, but blood. you're going to fucking City MD. I went to an actual OBGYN. I go to them, too, but they're always too nice. They're I don't like, think they like, look you at- you a blood test. I'm like, give me a fucking blood test. Do they look at your vagina, though? No, the- but blood is more. She said I was fine. Oh, and then I told her I was scared of herpes, and she goes, you have Lyme disease. I would be more concerned about that. <laughs> Do you know that, okay, is it psycho if... Bef- so, yes, so, anything you say is psycho. Um, yeah, watch out, cancers. Okay, so... So, what? is this psycho, you guys? I am so paranoid of herpes, and I just recently got mm-hmm. some more blood work on it, and I am not a carrier. <laughs> I'm not a carrier. Well, <laughs> yes. All right, so then what? Okay, would it be psycho if... That's why I haven't had casual sex in a while. It has nothing to do with nobody wanting Are to you fuck. horny? Yes, I am, Tori. <laughs> Just stop. I'm trying to ask something. Oh, okay. Okay, is it crazy if the next guy I want to have sex with, I make him get an STD test before we fuck? No. And I mm. make him show it to me? No, no, I don't think so. Have you done that? I've fantasized about it. <laughs> But I've never, I've been like, you good, right? And like, yeah, I'm like, are yeah. you sure? I've had some guys show me the test, but I don't really look because it's yeah. just like, it's like, you can like paperwork. Yeah, they really can like literally paperwork. do anything. I read my test results on stage at the comic strip once. Really? Were That's people funny. happy? I mean, honestly, nobody cared. Like, You're just like, chlamydia. They just like, they just like gave Negative. Negative. <laughs> funny. Negative. Negative. <laughs> That'll be like the punchline. Comedy quit. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny, dude. You should read. Should read it, and then that's your dude. That'd be such a funny like joke. What? If you read your STD, so you're like chlamydia negative. It's a negative. No, 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 negative. No, no, no. And then people are kind of like not laughing. You're like comedy negative <laughs> or funny negative. Comedy quit. <laughs> that's true. I, I once. I always think if a guy doesn't well, try to fuck all, me, what? Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. This is one of the most psycho things I ever did. So I was super paranoid about uh, having STDs, and I went to this rehab. And I had drinking. There's a bunch of 18-year-olds there. and they were How like old are you? 28. And uh, <laughs> So this is yesterday? This is like cougar. This is like a story about a cougar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Young young panther. <laughs> they used to make fun of me. They're like, why are you here? You don't even shoot heroin. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> and uh, I missed the opioid epidemic, okay? I was on Molly. <laughs> You guys like you, I was like, I bet you guys never even did Molly. They're like, oh yeah, have a Quaalude, you old bitch. No, um, but Tori, you probably don't get that reference. No, I you. get it. I watched um, Wolf Wall of Wall Street. Street. Yeah, that's the only reason <laughs> that's why I, how get I know it. too. <laughs> um, I know because I'm ninety. Uh, so they're like, I was like, what are the kids doing besides heroin? And they're like, we all drink Delsum. What's that? It's just cough syrup that fucks you up. Like I used to robo trip in college, but Delsum next. What's robo trip? Jesus oh, Robotussin. Oh. And uh, for anyone who wants to robo trip, you got to take 23 pills. So you're going to have to take a full bottle and then dip into another one. Anyways. Um, this is making me hungry, if anything. <laughs> oh, the other day, Tori and I were on the phone and we were FaceTiming. And Tori goes, what are you eating? And I was like, pills. Because <laughs> she was eating it like it was like chips. Like you literally were like, and I was like, oh, what are you eating? And you're like, pills. I was like, oh, she's not well. No, I was prescribed them. But anyways, so I went, I pretended I needed to get some shampoo, and I, I don't have a stealing problem, but it seems like I do. I stole a bottle of Delsum, and I drank the whole thing, and I was 
fucked up for like three days. This was in rehab? Yeah. And uh, it was at a sober house in Connecticut. It was actually a dope. It was the people <laughs> who started the Tiffany family. It was their old mansion that they converted. <sighs> and so uh, I stole a bottle of Dallas. I like, drank the full bottle. I was like fucked up for days. Like we saw, we went to the movies and I think we saw like Murder on the Orient Express. Don't remember any of it. <laughs> and uh, who's we? The rehab. Oh. And I uh, see the doctor at the rehab, and I was, like, laying on the floor. How do you spell weak? <laughs> and the rehab doctor, I was like, he's like, what's wrong? I was like, I feel like I have herpes. And he's like, you don't. I swear to God. And I go, all right, well, would you fuck me without a condom? <laughs> was he <Yeah>. hot? <laughs> I don't remember. And he was just like, get out of here. <laughs> I was like, so that's a no. Hashtag do have herpes. That was a long way to get to that story, but yeah, everybody knows I have problems. So yeah, so um, all right, Tori, I'm clean. Good, Vanessa. Vanessa's I'm always clean. clean. She's always she's about to get a man. She has a man. She already has a man. I know we're gonna trap him. I think we're, she already did. Yeah, we're getting engaged soon. Yeah, I mean, because I was told I'm not gonna. How do marry. you trap a man, Vanessa? How do you? Trap? You'd be super hot and cool. <laughs> do you not text him a lot? Or no. you text whatever you want. Uh, I text him. I just text him. I mean, I pro- I'm not a big texter, but I try to text him more. Vanessa texts is like um, Chloe, how you kind of text really? your, your guys, yeah. But she texts everyone like that. So for her, it's not like a game. What do you mean? How do I text my guys? Hot, like one word answers. I do that. Yeah. Not well, that was like an earlier. That was when you were like really playing the game. You were playing the game, and I then it became so, you, and um, then it was like paragraph me, and then I saw the boy, and I was like. Oh, I'm sorry. My texts have been so annoying. And he was like, I love your texts. So now I'm like, let them rip. <laughs> <laughs> like a fart. <laughs> like a fart. Yeah, like I texted him last night. I said, oh, I just came to thinking about you fucking me. I didn't. I was eating McDonald's watching a horror movie. But I just felt like writing that. Right. And he was like, oh, I'm hungover. And I was just like, LOL, we're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> No what a response. cute relationship. He what? didn't respond to it? I don't know. We'll have to check. <laughs> oh, well, how long ago was that? Like five An hour ago. That was in the daytime? It was just now. <laughs> it was when I woke up. <laughs> Is that bad? No. I think because he's a comic doesn't really matter. He's not a comic. He's a cancer son. <laughs> <laughs> Is this not a comic? You're talking about someone yeah, else? I don't know anymore, Vanessa. I'm just trying to fit the mold. Oh. <laughs> um, Tori, we're going to have to end the podcast, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to pray. So I told... <laughs> I told Vanessa that we like to pray on this podcast. Okay. So, um, okay. Oh, okay. Vanessa, hold my hand. Okay. Um, you have tiny hands. Thank you. Yeah, they're kind of creeping me Thank out. You. Yeah, I'm I like holding like, a child like hand. You also smell like cabbage, a carny over here. Small hands smells <laughs> like cabbage. You smell like... You're like, like grandma. Yeah. All right, which was the OBGYN. <laughs> I'm holding like a, I fucking put my hand on my vagina. Maybe it's like Benjamin Button. Like I'm holding yeah. like a child grandma. It feels okay. good. I feel like I'm gonna get in the kids. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, go cut that. Oh, <laughs> bad for my brand. I'll okay. keep it. <laughs> I'll keep it. Okay. So, um, dear, who are we praying to? Skateboarders again, or is that too far? Dear skateboard God, um, please bless us with a man who can do an ollie and a kickflip. Mm. And say his name at the same time. On Molly. Oh, yeah. Also, please help Tori learn (laughs) English. She could really use it. Um, God, help me to relieve me from being a Pisces and make me a Leo. Um, (laughs) Also, God, please. um, uh, All right, wrap it up. 
Uh, Vanessa, do you have anything you'd like to share? Are your eyes closed? Because mine are. Mine are. Uh, dear God, don't let me fuck up my relationship. Okay. Dear oh, God. That was like um, a good one. Dear God. Oh, I just want to get married. Okay. Uh, I don't, though. I don't, though. I'm really, I'm really. Dear God, please let me not have cellulite by July. Fuck. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. Yeah. Dear God, um, I. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are so closed. Your guys' eyes Dear closed. Dear God. Yes. You fucking Vanessa, wrap it are up. your eyes closed? Yes. I, they've been half and half. I don't trust her right now because she's a Scorpio. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I have to Just always know what's going on. Okay. Um, thank you so much for listening to the Close Show yeah, podcast. That was a great uh, prayer. You can follow, I'm going to open my eyes. You can follow me at the at Chloe LeBranch. Um, Vanessa, what would you uh, like to plug? Uh, you can follow me at Vanessa V. Johnston on Instagram or just search Vanessa Johnston. I have a blue chat mark. I just like saying that. <laughs> I don't even have 5,000 followers, but um, I'd really like if everyone could get involved. Hey, but you don't have herpes, so. I don't have herpes. Hell yeah. And my texts don't turn green. Okay. Uh, Tori, <laughs> you're not really on this, but just say something, please. Um, thank you so much, God, for, or <laughs> Moses. And you can follow her on Instagram, at Tori Piskin. Yes. Uh, okay, Max, thanks for, I don't know being you um you guys we're gonna do this every week because we're gonna get some fucking numbers it's gonna be like rain man up in this bitch because i'm a retard all right thank you bye